Good afternoon, brothers and sisters. We give thanks that once again, we can be together to worship our triune God. We warmly welcome all guests, those in person and those via live stream, join us this afternoon. Council has the following announcements. This afternoon, we will witness the baptism of two of God's covenant children, Annika Pearl DeWitt, daughter of brother Wesley and sister Patria DeWitt, and Archer Remington Tams, son of brother Doug and sister Jenny Tams. May the Holy Spirit use this sacrament to strengthen and assure us in our faith. This afternoon's worship will be led by our pastor, Reverend Julius Vance Bronson. In our preparation for worship, let us praise our God by singing one of the proposed songs being considered for inclusion in the Book of Praise. Alternate Psalm 95, stanzas 1, 2, and 3. Christ, the faithful witness, the firstborn of the dead, and the ruler of kings on earth. Amen. 
Amen. We'll now sing together hymn 46. This hymn is uh, based on Psalm 72, uh, verses 8 to 19, praising Jesus Christ as our King and our Lord. Psalm 72, sorry, hymn 46. We'll sing all the stanzas. Together with the Church of all ages and all places in the world, let us profess our Catholic undoubted 
Christian faith with the words of the Apostles' Creed. Let everyone say with me in their hearts, I believe in God the Father, almighty creator of heaven and earth. I believe in Jesus Christ, his only begotten Son, our Lord. He was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, dead and buried. He descended into hell. On the third day, he arose from the dead. He ascended into heaven and sits at the right hand of God the Father Almighty. From there, he will come to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit. I believe a holy Catholic Christian church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. We'll sing now hymn 75, stanza 3. the Lord has granted the healthy birth of Archer Remington Tams to Doug and Jenny and also Annika Pearl DeWitt to Wesley and Petra and they requested that their children receive the sign of the covenant uh, baptism so we'll do that together now and first we'll read together uh, the form for the baptism of infants if you Look in the Book of Praise, you can find what we're reading on page 597 that uh, explains the teaching of Scripture concerning baptism, why we baptize children, and also the parents, the address to the parents and, and the promises that they make before God and His church. On page 597. Beloved Church of our, beloved congregation of our Lord Jesus Christ, the doctrine of holy baptism is summarized as follows. First, we and our children are conceived and born in sin and are therefore by nature children of wrath so that we cannot enter the kingdom of God unless we are born again. This is what the immersion in or sprinkling with water teaches us. It signifies the impurity of our souls so that we may detest ourselves, humble ourselves before God, and seek our cleansing and salvation outside of ourselves. 
Second, baptism signifies and seals to us the washing away of our sins through Jesus Christ. We are therefore baptized into the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. When we are baptized into the name of the Father, God the Father testifies and seals to us that he establishes an eternal covenant of grace with us. He adopts us for his children and heirs and promises to provide us with all good and avert all evil or turn it to our benefit. When we are baptized into the name of the Son, God the Son promises us that he washes us in his blood from all our sins and unites us with him in his death and resurrection. Thus we are freed from our sins and accounted righteous before God. When we are baptized into the name of the Holy Spirit, God the Holy Spirit assures us by this sacrament that he will dwell in us and make us living members of Christ imparting to us what we have in Christ, namely the cleansing from our sins and the daily renewal of our lives till we shall finally be presented without blemish among the assembly of God's elect in life eternal. And third, since every covenant contains two parts, a promise and an obligation, we are, through baptism, called and obliged by the Lord to a new obedience. We are to cleave to this one God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, to trust Him and to love Him with our whole heart, soul, and mind, and with all our strength. We must not love the world, but put off our old nature and lead a God-fearing life. And if we sometimes, through weakness, fall into sins, we must not despair of God's mercy, nor continue in sin. For baptism is a seal and trustworthy testimony that we have an eternal covenant with God. And although our children do not understand all this, we may not therefore exclude them from baptism. Just as they share without their knowledge in the condemnation of Adam, so are they without their knowledge received into grace in Christ. For the Lord spoke to Abraham, the father of all believers, and thus also speaks to us and our children, saying, and here's a quotation of Genesis 17, verse 7, I will establish my covenant between me and you and your offspring after you throughout their generations for an everlasting covenant to be God to you and to your offspring after you. Peter also testifies to this when he says, For the promise is for you and for your children and for all who are far off, everyone whom the Lord our God calls to himself. Acts 2, verse 39. Therefore, in the old dispensation, God commanded that infants be circumcised. This circumcision was a seal of the covenant and of the righteousness of faith. Christ also took them in his arms and blessed them, laying his hands on them. Mark 10, verse 16. In the new dispensation, baptism has replaced circumcision. Therefore, infants must be baptized as heirs of the kingdom of God and of his covenant. And as they grow up, their parents have the duty to instruct them in these things. In order that we may now administer this holy sacrament of God to his glory for our comfort and to the upbuilding of the congregation, let us call upon his holy name. Almighty, eternal God, in your righteous judgment you punish the unbelieving and unrepentant world with the flood but in your great mercy saved and protected the believer Noah and his family. 
You drowned the obstinate Pharaoh and all his host in the Red Sea, but led your people Israel through the midst of the sea on dry ground, by which baptism was signified. We therefore pray that you, in your infinite mercy, will graciously look upon these, your children, and incorporate Archer and Annika by your Holy Spirit into your Son, Jesus Christ, so that they may be buried with him by baptism into death and raised with him to walk in newness of life. We pray that both Archer and Annika, following him day by day, may joyfully bear their cross and cleave to him in true faith, and firm hope, and ardent love. Grant that they, comforted in you, may leave this life which is no more than a constant death, and that the last day may appear without terror before the judgment seat of Christ your Son. All this we ask through him, our Lord Jesus Christ, your Son, who with you and the Holy Spirit, one only God, lives and reigns forever. Amen. I now ask the parents to rise. These words address both of you. I'll try to look at both of you. Beloved in Christ the Lord, you have heard that baptism is an ordinance of the Lord our God to seal to us and our children his covenant. We must therefore use this sacrament for that purpose and not out of custom or superstition. And that it may be clear then that you desire baptism for the right purpose, you are to answer sincerely the following questions. First, do you confess that our children, though conceived and born in sin, and therefore subject to all sorts of misery, even to condemnation, are sanctified in Christ, and thus, as members of his church, ought to be baptized? And second, do you confess that the doctrine of the Old and New Testament summarized in the confessions and taught here in this Christian church is the true and complete doctrine of salvation? And third, do you promise as father and mother to instruct your child in this doctrine as soon as Archer and as soon as Annika are ready to understand and to have them instructed therein to the utmost of your power? And what is your answer, Brother Doug Tams? and Sister Jenny Tams, and Brother Wesley DeWitt, and Sister Petra DeWitt. After the administration of baptism, we'll ask you all to rise so we can sing together in response hymn 56. Archer, Remington, Tams, I baptize you in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Annika, Pearl, DeWitt, I baptize you into the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit.
Let's now join in prayer of thanksgiving. Almighty, merciful God and Father, we thank and praise you that you have forgiven us and our children all our sins through the blood of your beloved Son, Jesus Christ. You received us through your Holy Spirit as members of your only begotten Son and so adopted us to be your children. You sealed and confirmed this to us by holy baptism. We pray through your beloved Son that you will always govern Annika Pearl DeWitt and Archer Remington Tams by your Holy Spirit, that they may be nurtured in the Christian faith and in godliness and may grow and increase in the Lord Jesus Christ. Grant that they thus may acknowledge your fatherly goodness and mercy which you have shown to them and to us all. May Archer and Annika live in all righteousness under our only teacher, King, and High Priest, Jesus Christ, and valiantly fight against and overcome sin, the devil, and his whole dominion. May they forever praise and magnify you and your Son, Jesus Christ, together with the Holy Spirit, the one only true God. Father, we pray that as we Open your word this afternoon that you will bless the reading of your word and its proclamation, that you will work powerfully in our hearts by your Holy Spirit, that we may understand what we are reading in your word, understand what the truth that we confess together as your, as your people, and that we may be lifted up to rejoice in your gracious work in our lives and in the world. We ask, Father, that you will equip your servant in this place with all that he needs to bring your word faithfully, boldly, and clearly to the glory of your name and the upbuilding of your people. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. In connection with the confession of the church concerning the church, in Lord's Day 21 of the Heidelberg Catechism, we'll read together two passages uh, of the Holy Scriptures. We'll read Matthew 16, verses 13 to 20, and First John 4. Matthew 16 is found on page 822 in the Pew Bible. First John 4, verse 7 is found on page 1023. First we'll read together Matthew 16, verses 13 to 20. Words of our Lord Jesus while he was on the earth. Pharisees and Sadducees were demanding signs and our Lord Jesus warned them to watch out for that teaching. And then in Matthew 16, verse 13, we read, Now when Jesus came into the district of Caesarea Philippi, he asked his disciples, Who do people say that the Son of Man is? And they said, Some say John the Baptist, others say Elijah, and others Jeremiah or one of the prophets. He said to them, But who do you say that I am? Simon Peter replied, You are the Christ, the Son of the living God. And Jesus answered him, Blessed are you, Simon Barjona, for flesh and blood has not revealed this to you, but my Father who is in heaven. 
And I tell you, you are Peter, and on this rock I will build my church, and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. I will give you the keys of the kingdom of heaven, and whatever you bind on earth shall be bound in heaven, and whatever you loose on earth shall be loosed in heaven. And he strictly charged the disciples to tell no one that he was the Christ. We'll turn to 1 John, near the end of the New Testament. 1 John chapter 4, verse 7 to 5, verse 5. As we read this passage, we reflect on what it teaches us about living together as Christians united to Jesus Christ. Page 1023 in the Pew Bible, if you'd like to read along. Hear the word of the Lord. Beloved, let us love one another. For love is from God, and whoever loves has been born of God and knows God. Anyone who does not love does not know God, because God is love. In this the love of God was made manifest among us, that God sent his only Son into the world, so that we might live through him. And this is love, not that we have loved God, but that he loved us, and sent his Son to be the propitiation for our sins. Beloved, if God so loved us, we also ought to love one another. No one has ever seen God. If we love one another, God abides in us, and his love is perfected in us. By this we know that we abide in him and he in us, because he has given us of his spirit. And we have seen and testified that the Father has sent his Son to be the Savior of the world. Whoever confesses that Jesus is the Son of God, God abides in him. And he and God. So we have come to know and to believe the love that God has for us. God is love, and whoever abides in love abides in God, and God abides in him. By this is love perfected with us, so that we may have confidence for the day of judgment, because as he is, so also are we in this world. There is no fear in love, but perfect love casts out fear. For fear has to do with punishment, and whoever fears, has not been perfected in love. We love because he first loved us. If anyone says, I love God, and hates his brother, he is a liar. For he who does not love his brother, whom he has seen, cannot love God, whom he has not seen. And this commandment we have from him, whoever loves God must also love his brother. Everyone who believes that Jesus is the Christ has been born of God, And everyone who loves the Father loves whoever has been born of him. By this we know that we love the children of God, when we love God and obey his commandments. For this is the love of God, that we keep his commandments. And his commandments are not burdensome. For everyone who has been born of God overcomes the world. And this is the victory that has overcome the world, our faith. Who is it that overcomes the world? except the one who believes that Jesus is the Son of God. As far as the reading of Holy Scriptures, we'll now sing together of that blessed communion, union of brothers and sisters living together in Jesus Christ, as it's also found in Psalm 133. 